Hello and welcome to Mother's Voice Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our other events, you can go to weriseinlove.com. Weriseinlove.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afker and welcome to Mother's Voice Podcast. Um, yeah, we're happy to have you with us in this new episode. So thank you for, for, for joining us. Thank you for listening to us and allowing us to have these really, really uh, amazing experiences because your presence is it's, it's really a big contribution to, um, to what we are experiencing here on the podcast. So thank you for that. And also very excited that Nicole Terrell um, is, is with us uh, on, on the show for the first time. Um, really love her message and the, the the support and 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 work that she that she does helping mothers um, really embrace their their superpowers and embrace um, a life that is filled with joy and for those of you who are new to her she um, she is the founder and creator of the passionate mamas community and a life coach who helps moms fall madly in love with themselves and their lives through embracing their feminine receiving energy and tapping into their natural creative superpowers. And you can find her on her website, website NicoleTerrell.com, um, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Terrell, T-E-R-R-E-L-L.com. Um, so yeah, and uh, with that, Nicole, we come to the show. We're happy to have you with us. Hi, thank you, Mansef. I'm so honored to be here and I'm excited to be a part of your community. Wonderful, thank you so much. And first, I, I, I want just to make sure uh, if I pronounced well your second name, was it Terrell? Yes, okay. yes, it, it's called Terrell, so okay. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, um, so yeah, I would love in, in, in the beginning if you can tell us a little bit about your story and um, how how this led you to to support mothers in their journey uh yeah my my motherhood journey is um i'll I'll try to sum it up quickly but it's it spans my whole life so i was born to a teen mother who was not ready Mm -hmm. and um given up for adoption at i think age two and then from there, I was uh, adopted. I lost my adoptive mother at seven to breast cancer. And I would say I kind of spent my whole life seeking mother figures until I became a mom at 17. And um, there, you know, you grow up like just thinking these things are normal and, you know, this is just how life is. But then when you have children, you want to give them your best. and somehow along the way, I found that there needed to be a lot of healing for me to give the kind of childhood that I wanted to give to my kids. And so I embarked on a journey that has really been, you know, 20 years. I, I've, I've got a, a 19-year-old and a 15-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And, mm-hmm. and with each new child, I've learned pieces of myself that still needed to grow and to be nurtured. And um And so I've just continued to add to my toolbox as I have been on my own healing journey. And my passion is helping moms find that peace and that ability to nourish themselves as soon as possible in their journey. Mm -hmm. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for, for sharing uh, about your journey. And um, I would love if you can tell us how, how was it in, in the beginning, because you were mother at a, at a young age and at that age, like, like you, you had maybe, we, we had in general, like many dreams, we want to create many things. And how could you experience that, live that, that period of your life as, as a mother? You know, honestly, at that age, I only dreamt of being loved. And so in that moment, motherhood and what I was missing out on, like I didn't even notice. It felt so natural to step into motherhood. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually as I got older and then my, you know, my two older kids got older and then I had another baby in a second marriage and realized that I was only just beginning to get to know myself and now I was losing the chance to know her because I had to give up um, the space that was necessary because when, when your kids are young, it's so much harder, you know, to think, let alone to kind of explore what it is that makes you, you. So I really didn't know when I was a young mother, what I was missing, but then when I was older, I was, I was suddenly re re-triggered and re um, aware of like, wow, this is hard. This is hard. And I, I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, like what, when those uh, feelings came up to you and you had those, those triggers, um, like I, I feel it, it was like difficult in the beginning, but as, as you um, walk, walked your journey, how could you deal with those feelings and, and emotions that came up? Uh, you know, I had to start to, I would say, assemble a team of, you know, of support systems because, you know, the, even even with the most supportive partner, when they get home at night and and you're feeling like I just need a, some space away from this baby who's been crying all day and, and he'll say, Oh, the poor baby and, and not meaning it to be that he didn't care that he thought I was wrong, but I felt hurt that it was not, Oh, poor mommy. It's been a rough day for you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started um, really intentionally curating a team of, of people around me, whether it be friends or a therapist or a life coach, all the people that would allow me the space to feel my feelings and have those be priority for moments. And that, that allowed me to start feeling like I was getting the nourishment that I needed in order to hold the space for my son, because I just did not have the capacity to hold the space for him when I didn't have anywhere to get the support I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, also, as uh, as mothers, they, they they tend to to give much more than they than they receive, and at the same time, like the the feminine energy, like big part of it, it's it's allowing oneself to to receive, and 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 feeling uh, that's that's they deserve to receive. So, um, how how um how could you maybe speak uh, your truth and? Um, step into that space where you allow yourself to to receive also because as mother maybe you 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 um you give more than you receive in general yeah and and that's such a funny thing because I think we 
we do try to do all the things and sometimes it's because we feel like we should and sometimes it's because we want to control how everything goes. I remember points where my partner was willing to put the baby down, but I felt like he played music too loud when he did it and I just didn't like the way he did it. So then I would take over and I had to learn to, you know, not only ask for help, but then release the control of how I got to receive that help. And that's just been in so many different ways. You know, we, we can't be in control of everything and how it shows up. And we need to just accept with gratitude the, the help that's available to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's maybe part of it is, is to be able to, to surrender. And it's, it's not just for mothers, but for everyone, it's, it's something that's, um, how to say it's 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 like a journey when we accept um uh like uh, the situation and and surrender to, to to what is it's it's like we are opening to to much more uh things that's that we can receive in in our life so but what is your perspective about surrendering to to that oh i <laughs> i have um I have learned to surrender quite a bit as a, I would say, a recovering codependent. Um, I have kind of walked alongside my partner's journey and um, his journey with his own demons with alcoholism. And, um, mm -hmm. and I've had to learn that I don't get to kind of progress his journey in any way that I would like to. And as frustrating as that has been, um, I've learned a question like, you know, my fears around like, if I leave my son with him, will he, will he be okay? And then I've, I've had a life coach that, that says, well, you can't guarantee that your son will be okay. Even if he's with you, like you stuff happens, you have to, you have to learn to do the best you can. And then, and then accept that that's all that's in your control. You can't, you can't, guide every moment. And I think that when we grow up with trauma, we tend to think that we can control more than we, than we really can. And it, it can be so exhausting. It's, it's a whole new level of exhaustion for mothers when, when they're just, you know, trying to manage their entire, entire world because they want to create some semblance of safety and control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, how to say it's like their the, the way to uh, to try to protect others, to protect their children or people they love. And uh, yeah, it's 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 also uh, uh, sometimes it can be challenging when when seeing like people we love having maybe some some uh, challenging experience and also they are they are walking their, their healing journey and we try many times to intervene because we feel sad about that and we want them to change very quickly but but sometimes when when we do that when we intervene we don't allow them to really uh, have the experiences that they need and experience the the, the deep healing that they, they need yes yeah and the empowerment that comes from making the choice to heal too mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, so also you, you teach uh, uh, mothers um, mindfulness. It's one of the tools that that you are using. So, um, what what will be um, maybe uh, 
your advice to mothers who are listening to us, maybe they, they, are, they are feeling, um, how to say, a little bit overwhelmed with the motherhood responsibility and also um, like trying to manifest what they really desire. So uh, how, how, can, can they, how can they use mindfulness in, in that so they can be more grounded and have more clarity about their next step? Yeah, so I um, I like to teach mindfulness because I know during my times of despair, I'm sorry, I like to teach manifesting because during my times of despair in life, I would find myself reading books like The Secret and trying to study the law of attraction because I just wanted something to feel like my life would get better and I didn't really know what actions I could take. And it helped me to start to cultivate like, a hopeful and optimistic mindset. But what I think is often missing when people are studying manifestation is that you can't really just project a positive, um, a positive mindset and have everything come to you without, without actually experiencing some of the stuff underneath, you know, some of the feelings of, you know, let's say you're trying to manifest more love in your relationship, but the underlying issue is that you don't believe you're worthy. You know, you have to face that. You can't just keep pretending to be loving and have it magically happen. And so what I, um, what I like to teach uh, my, my clients and the people that I work with is to, um, when, when they're trying to, when they want to create something in their life, to take some space to check in with their body and, and sit down with a journal and write out all the fears, all the reservations, all the resistance that they feel regarding that particular thing and why, why they feel it might not work, what they feel is blocking them. And then from there, like that's a space to sit there and feel those feelings and, you know, without judgment, just allow them their space. And, and that's, that's the beginning of processing them. And then, and then, you know, you can either burn that piece of paper, obviously safely as a way of, you know, just transmuting and letting these things go. Or another thing that I've started doing is, um, keeping a box of the things that the things that I know I need to get to and face at some point, but I'm just not ready now and putting it in there. Cause I think, especially with the way our world is so busy right now, we sometimes worry that if we're not thinking about it every second, that we won't remember it. And so if you write it down and you put it in that box and that box is there to contain, it's your, it's your container to hold on to the things that you can come back to when you're ready. It gives a sense of security that, that you can face the things when it's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, having a journal can, it's, it's how to say, it's, um, it's really a healing practice because it, it helps to release all those, um, how to say, those emotions that we may have and also gets much more clarity about um, what we are feeling and what we are, what, what we want um, in to create in our life. So yeah, that that, that that's really um, really helpful. And also when um, you were uh, talking about that, I, I I thought about the experience, for example, for, for mothers who um, 
they try to take time to for themselves and also they they try to to create things that they love in in their life and at the same time there is this um how to say guilt that they can feel because in, in general like there is so much expectations from mothers that they need to take care of their children it's like it's uh, it's the main the main um thing in their life and when they try to um sometimes put themselves themselves first they feel guilty about that so what what will be your your advice for them i would just say that there is no way that you can give your child what they need if you're not getting what you need and i i think that that's um an extreme but also very true statement because you're going to continue to be triggered in your same old ways until you disassemble the the piece underneath that allows those things to trigger you and and i know for journaling like that is literally one of the hardest things to commit to as a mom with young children under feet making demands and so i feel like letting letting moms know that it doesn't have to look as big as you think it needs to look. You don't have to sit down and journal for 15 minutes every morning. Sometimes you might just need to write down a question that's causing you anxiety and put it in your in your box. You know, sometimes you might just need to make a quick list of all the things that are stressing you out because then it gets them off your already overwhelmed head and onto a piece of paper. It just, it doesn't need to be more than you can more than you can actually do you know just like with meditation like you don't need to commit to 20 minutes every day you can commit to waking up and taking three deep breaths before you get started on your chaotic mom life day mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and and uh this can be really helpful especially during these times because um many um Many many children now they are um, how to say like learning from home remotely maybe in in some countries they are trying uh, they are starting to get back to schools, um, but uh, because of the, the 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 huge changes that we are experiencing now in in different societies, uh, I, I think this can really be helpful to um, to organize like to have. Uh, me time for mothers and then uh, the time for 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 their kids. So, um, what what will be um, how to say um, your advice for mothers to to create some healthy boundaries so they can um, like walk through these these times at the same time they can be supportive to their kids but also to themselves. I would just say um, I like to I like to advise that that mothers take some time to prepare before they're asking for support and that might be from their partner or you know it might be just preparing yourself to talk to your kids you know if that's establishing and then committing to a morning routine of letting your kids sit on a screen and telling them for five minutes every morning you're gonna sit here and you're gonna watch this while mommy sits on the couch and nobody gets to talk to me or whether it's your your partner and you're asking for them to support you and watch the kids so that you can do this one thing that you feel like will make you happy and i like to use um a a certain framework from uh dbt i don't dialectical behavioral therapy um 
that prepares me for conversations. And so then I, I have passed this along and it's, uh, it's called dear man. And D is you describe the situation. E is you express how it makes you feel. Um, A is you assert, uh, or you, uh, you make your ask. And then, um, R is you reinforce. And so that's basically explaining to the other person what they're going to get out of it. And so how that would look is describe the situation. You would talk to your partner and you would say, I'm feeling really overwhelmed and like I don't get any space to myself and then explain how it makes you feel and what it's, what it's causing. So it's making me feel less patient with the kids and, um, and then you'd move on to the ask. I'm asking that you give me 30 minutes every Friday night to go for a run or, you know, ask for whatever it is that feels relevant to you. And then R reinforce, what are they going to get out of it? They're going to get you feeling better. Like you just need to feel happier and you need to feel like your needs are getting met. And this is going to make it so that when your partner comes home from work or when your partner is done working, you feel more interested in hearing about their day because you're not quite so frazzled because you know you're getting your needs met. Um, so that's kind of, that's the framework that I like to help people start to prepare for those conversations so that then when they have them, they're more mindful of asking for what they need and negotiating in ways to get their needs met while being, you know, empathetic to what their partner might also feel like they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really love that. And I feel like um, communicating their needs clearly to 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 um, to their partner and kids can can really help them like experience experience some relief and also some uh, some freedom because in general when when we how to say when when we don't communicate with others when we don't uh, speak what we need like it's it's like we are suppressing uh, like something within us that that need to to be expressed and and with time it it just how to say it's it it drains our energy and also um even sometimes when we uh, we wait for others to understand us sometimes they they just they don't understand our needs exactly until we we express them right yeah and i i remember there were times where my partner was always willing to take my son but i had to ask each time and Sometimes I felt guilty because I would personally sense that he was very tired at the end of the day. So then I wouldn't want to ask. And um, it came down to like me feeling like I needed to know that I had a scheduled time. That way I always knew it was coming. And so I asked for a, you know, after you've been home every day for 30 minutes, can you take the, our baby for us, for me, so that I can go have some quiet time to myself for 30 minutes? Because knowing that I could ask when I needed it felt like it was uncomfortable each time I asked. And what I was craving was that security of knowing that I was going to get a little bit of me time every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, how to say it? Also, one more thing that's maybe can 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 make it a little bit difficult for us to ask for what we need is 
how to say, some, sometimes we don't feel worthy of receiving what we want and we try just to sacrifice maybe our time, ourselves for, for others. And we, like we said earlier, we just try to, to give much more than we try to, to, to receive. But it's, it's also how to say it's maybe um, self-love and self-care can really help to um, help with that and help to express uh, ourselves more, more, um, more comfortably. Yes, definitely. And, and surrounding yourself with people that see the best in you. And, um, you know, if you're looking on social media at only moms that look like they have it all together, then you're going to feel like you're failing. But if you are surrounding yourself, whether in person or virtually with women who, who are honest about the, the joys and the struggles, then you don't feel like you're doing it wrong when you have a rough day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ab absolutely. And especially like on, on, on social media, like um, we see so many influencers that's maybe they, they show um, a very bright picture and they feel always joyful and happy, but maybe in, in their personal life, they, all, they are also experiencing their, their, um, their own challenges and Maybe uh, mothers and also people in general, they, they need to be aware of this. And um, also they, they try to, to connect with people who, who feel more authentic and they, they, they just express themselves as they are um, without trying to, to, to hide. Right. Yeah. And I think we as, you know, women who are trying to put work out there that inspires can definitely be more intentional about making sure that we share the ups and downs. Because even, I mean, I know for me personally, I'm not going to take a picture of my son while he's tantruming because that's a really personal moment for him. Mm -hmm. But then to share that that does happen, you know, that's, that's a different story. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes you'll see those pictures of like the, the messy in the moments and those can be really great, but, but just naturally it, it doesn't come natural to try and expose our children's private moments you know on social media but i think there's a way to share how it impacts us you know for me like how i wanted to throw a tantrum when my child threw a tantrum in the store because that's that's real life and that that part is really hard and that's when we feel really alone mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and yeah, I feel like finding communities like groups, it, it can be really helpful because it, it, it feels, how to say, more safe and uh, it's, it's like more private. And uh, I think this is what you are doing with your um, uh, private uh, Facebook group. So um, I would love if, if you can maybe tell us about that. And also I, I invite mothers to, to, to join your group and it's um, Passionate Mamas. Um, on Facebook. So uh, what, what, what they can experience there in your community? Ah, yes. Thank you. So my, my group is, I'm, I'm wanting it to be a space for mothers to come in and share the stuff that, like you said, it's, it's a private space. It's a space where you get to share that you're hurting in, in your marriage or, I mean, whatever it may be that isn't for the whole world to see it's for just your community of safe people that are going to hear you and hold you and be there for you. And that is the, the beauty of a Facebook group because that way you get the support you need without 
airing your dirty laundry to all the people that, you know, whose business it really isn't. And, um, and then, you know, and then we're, we're learning tools in there to uplift each other. Currently we've been on a 30 day gratitude challenge that has, uh, has really been helping, helping the moms to re-see the way, the way gratitude can show up. You know, it's, what are you grateful for that, um, was a moment that was the hardest in your life or, you know, what's a quirk of yours that usually people don't like that you have learned to embrace about yourself. And it's just, it's seeing that we can be grateful in even the most challenging of moments or even in the most mundane of moments and, and finding beauty, but also holding space when we need somewhere to be safe and share what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Uh, thank you so much for for um, for doing that and for hold, holding the space uh, for mothers because it's it it can be really life changing to have a space and community where um, they can feel heard and understood uh, as they are and where where they can express themselves as they are. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for doing that and for all the support and work that you are. Um, are offering to to mothers and uh yeah also thank you for everything you shared with us today i really loved our discussion and do you have maybe any um any final message to mothers listening to us before the end of the episode oh i just i would love to and you know re-invite all of you to join the group i'm i'm just loving creating space for women to come together i think we all need all the support we can get an entire team is is not too much so um thank you so much Mansa, for having me i'm so grateful for this oh, thank you to you um yeah very very grateful to you for for joining us for for sharing about your story and message and and uh, the support that that you are offering to your mother so very grateful to you and um yeah everyone again you can find uh nicole on her website nicoleterrell.com Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Terrell, um, T-E-R-R-E-L-L.com. And also you can find um, uh, her gifts on her website, NicoleTerrell.com forward slash abundance. And again, you, you can find her on her private Facebook group, uh, Passionate Mamas, and also on Instagram, Passionate Mama underscore uh, Nicole. So, so yeah, with that, everyone, um, I'm sending you so much love and I will see you on the next call. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. If you'd like to learn more about our other events, you can go to weriseinlove.com. We rise in love.com.